0: Our text this morning is Luke chapter two, beginning at verse eight. Hear the word of the Lord. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone round them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. The word of the Lord. Holy God, we've gathered here again to put our lives in front of your open word asking that your spirit would speak it into the dark, protected corners of our hearts. We ask this in the name of the Word made flesh, Jesus Christ, amen. It was an ordinary night for the shepherd, just like all of the nights before it. They were out in the fields, where else would shepherds be? Someone was probably washing the pots that had been used for supper. Someone else was heading out to take his watch over the sheep by night. Several of them were probably staring into the fire. A couple of them, no doubt, were wrapping up an argument, an old argument that they'd had before. It's all so ordinary. And suddenly an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord showed around them, and they were terrified. Being terrified is pretty much the standard response to seeing an angel in the Gospels. Not so much for us anymore. We have so sentimentalized angels. We see them as beatific creatures on earth, Our Christmas cards that whisper, peace on earth. Just an idea. (laughs) Or they're perched on top of Christmas trees with long, flowing, beautiful robes, and their hands out like this, as if to say, just calm down. (laughs) Or the affable, bumbling Clarence, and it's a wonderful life, who just wants to get his wings. These are not terrifying images. That's why we like angels, why they're so popular. We like the notion of a a guardian angel. If you type the word angel into the Amazon search engine, which I did last night, you will get 150,617 responses, just with books, all in print, about angels. Now, a few of them are about an L.A. baseball team, but most of them <laughs> most of them are about how you can channel angels. I was on a plane next to someone once. We got into a conversation. He told me that they found out what I did for a living. He was quick to tell me that he was an atheist, but that he did believe in angels. I said, I will pray for you. <laughs> And then he said, thank you. Now, (laughs) what does it mean to be an atheist who's grateful for prayer and who believes in angels? But that's how powerful the image of angels are for us today, how popular they are. A while back, someone made a tremendous amount of money manufacturing, selling little angels that are made out of wood. It was called angel in your pocket. Angels do not belong in your pocket. They are messengers from God. They are an encounter with holiness. It is the inbreaking of glory into our ordinary routines. Now, people often complain about their ordinary routines, but as I've tried to explain to my students, just because people complain That doesn't mean they want you to do something about it. (laughs) The ordinary is rough. It's relentless. Yes, but we understand the ordinary. And frankly, we befriend it. And the precise reason that angels are terrifying in the Gospels is that they interrupt the ordinary. The shepherds encountered the angels and were terrified. Zachariah was going about his ordinary routines as a priest when an angel appears to him, and he was terrified, overwhelmed, the text says, by fear. When Gabriel made the Annunciation to Mary, her initial response was to be afraid. And the reason that she was afraid is because the angel said, hail, O favored one, the Lord is with thee. That's the King James Version. Kathleen Norris says she prefers that version to the NRSV translation, which sounds to her like something out of Star Trek. Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. There it is again, this, this effort to domesticate Holiness, to make it routine. The reason that the shepherds and Zechariah and Mary were terrified was because their ordinary was being taken away. The ordinary routines, the ordinary predictability, the ordinary arguments, the ordinary stress, and the vague dissatisfaction that comes from gaining mastery over life. I like that line, I'm gonna say it again. The vague dissatisfaction that always comes with gaining mastery over your life. The ordinary is deceptively dangerous. If you let it, it will flatten out your soul. You know people with flat souls. All the mystery and wonder is just starved out of them. They live their life completely in the indicative mood. You're language people, you know what I'm talking about. The indicative mood. They wake up, they go to work, they go to class, they do their laundry, they run their errands, they watch Netflix. Or as the text says, the shepherds go out to the fields, they watch sheep at night. They should be living in the subjunctive mood, wondering what could happen. That's what the angels are trying to say to them, what what should happen? Or if you don't like grammar, live hearing the angelic declaration, the Lord is with you, Behold, it's time to start beholding. The Lord is with you. So who knows what can happen to you, to all the people, the shepherds say, to all of the people. Good news for all people. Behold it. You don't really understand Advent if it doesn't scare you just a little bit. It means that life is not what you had hoped for. And it's certainly not what you have settled for. Life is lived now in the presence of holiness. There is holiness among us, as one of us. Holiness. There's only two weeks left, the angels say today. (laughs) Go see. There's nothing more important these next two weeks than to go and see holiness is with us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.